Garvin Show Home and Mortgage Talk, Saturdays at 8 a.m., Mondays and Tuesdays at 7 p.m., here on KRDO News Radio 105.5 FM, 1240 a.m., and 92.5 FM. Now, here's your host, Jay Garvin's. This segment is brought to you by Empire Title, Bill McAfee, your best of the best Colorado Springs gold winner. Well, welcome radio and podcast listeners. I am Jay. I am your friend. And we have a little bit of reprieve from the sub-zero weather here this Saturday. I hope it holds on from today through Sunday and Monday and Tuesday. A little bit of snow. I am uh, heading into the station right now, and when I come out, my son is going to be testing for his driver's license. So good luck, Asher. I know that you'll do great. And if you're out there today, just enjoy the weather. Enjoy Colorado, whether it's 16 degrees or 56 degrees. We sure have a beautiful landscape of mountains in the backdrop, and I Love it when I walk out of the studio here on 8th Street, have a unbroken view of Pikes Peak and the beautiful snow. And I thank God every day that I'm in Colorado, and I know you do as well as a listener. And if you're listening to my voice for the very first time, my name is Jay, and I'm your friend. If you're a longtime listener, you know this is the Jay Garvin Show, home and mortgage talk, where every single week we lift up the bar. We have a four-segment show for you every single week, and whether you're listening to me, whether you and I are talking now for three minutes or three segments, if you're in for half of the show or all of the show, I've put a lot of energy and time in this for you, and whatever portion you enjoy, I appreciate you, and you can call me directly at 719-330-1457. You also can visit churchillcolorado.com. We're actually updating sites right now. You'll see there's some investment property classes and so forth there. But the biggest event that I'm promoting this month is the Wealth Builders event with Billy Eberhardt, a connection there with Karis Bible College and with Andrew Womack Ministries. But more importantly, wealthbuilders.org, O-R-G. And there's this coming weekend, a week from today, the 14th, 15th, and 16th, next Friday, Saturday and Sunday, right in Lone Tree, right in uh, Park Meadows, Marriott, less than 50 minutes from us in Colorado Springs here, is an amazing conference going on. I've been to Billy Everhart's Wealth Builders. This, I believe, is the fourth annual, if not the fifth. I've been to real estate workshops with real estate mastery classes. And if you call right now, you can call me. It'd be best if you go to wealthbuilders.org, listen to the commercial during the break on how to register. You can call me at 719-330-1457. The first 10 people that register, I'm going to give you a complimentary Billy Eberhardt Real Estate Mastery Workbook. It's got everything that you need to know about investment property, numbers, residual income, primary residence, short-term rental, long-term rental, all of that. And as you know, I not only host this show, but I'm also a licensed loan originator now for over 11 years. They started licensing us in 2009. I've been playing the financial calculator gig for 21 years now, helped over 16,000 people, and I'd love to make you 16,001. I'm very blessed with an amazing team. There's Only seven of us that have helped almost 200 families last year, more than $54 million of loan volume, and very, very proud of everybody from Kay to Carolyn to Kenny to Sabrina to Lena to Mark. 
just an amazing team. So call right now for your next refinance or purchase mortgage. I'll sit down with you or get you set up with one of the team members. Some of them are nicer than me, so you might want to use them. I get a little bit fired up. I'm kind of like that uh, hype little monkey on caffeine sometimes, but I'm always genuine. I'm always uh, on fire and I always have your best needs at heart. We say in Churchill, there's a couple catchphrases like it's never the wrong time to do the right thing regardless of the circumstance. Also, just asking people to keep chopping wood, just help the next person, and do the next right thing. Those are all things that we take from Mike Hartwick, the founder of Churchill, and we are Garvin's group of Churchill, and we've been partnered with Dave Ramsey now and his team, coming close to 30 years. I think we're just going over 28 years, and I welcome you to the family. And this week I've got a show that is kind of a culmination, and this is going to be a, a cult classic Because there's so much information in this show. If you can at all circle back around on Monday night or Tuesday night at 7 p.m. and listen to the remainder of it, if you're listening then, I don't even care this week where you can call me and I'll show you exactly where to get the full-length podcast at jgarvins.com, help you get the abbreviated podcast on KRDO or the entire lengthy one on iTunes. There's a myriad of places, but this is probably one of the most telling and forecastable shows that I'm going to give. We're going to walk in and look at more than 10 to 12 to 24 months out. And it's all apropos with the title and with no further delay, Matt, the drum roll. Real Estate Void. See, I had an original title of this, The Real Estate Void, evolved from how to beat the real estate inventory void. But I just want to focus on the real estate void. Where did this come from and where are we going? Because Matt and I have been sitting in the studio since 2012, and just as the sun is coming up tomorrow, I know exactly where this came from. We called it more than four years ago, and way back in 2012, when you couldn't give a house away, I got on this air on January 28, 2012, for my very first show, and looking back, it sucked. I did a lot of demographics. Remember, Matt, I did a show, one of the last that Dan Koshell did is the Attack of the Killer Loans. I did that one like in uh, May of 2012. But all along, I knew the pendulum would shift from an oversupply and under-demand to an incredible over-demand and under-supply. And I've used the analogy for years. When I started buying houses, it was equatable to walking onto a used car lot or even a new car lot and saying, hey, I noticed you've got 20 cars out here, my wife and I would like to buy one. And if you've got 20 cars on a lot and only 10 individuals or couples come with any interest or finances to buy a car, you're going to have 10 very happy couples because they're all going to get a deal on the car and you're going to have a dealership that never sells out and keeps inventory and is not too excited to where now compare that to the opposite of a couple walking onto a car lot and saying, I notice that you only have 10 cars, but my wife and I would like to buy one, and they're accompanied by 20 other buyers. So now instead of there being twice the number of cars than people coming to buy them, there is now twice the number of people 
than the cars that are available. And that's exactly what's happened in our real estate market. The real estate void right now is almost unfathomable. I am going to open this up during the entire show, tell you there was as many as 6,000 homes on the market back in 2012, 2006, and I'm going to go through those numbers. And now you would be absolutely blown away on the number of homes. So don't go anywhere. You're listening to The Jay Garvin Show. And during the break, I'd like you to do two things. One, call me at 719-330-1457 to set up your next mortgage refinance or purchase consultation complimentary to get to the bottom of your questions. And then go to wealthbuilders.org and sign up for the Wealth Builders Conference this next weekend. You're listening to The Jay Garvin Show. The Jay Garvin Show Home and Mortgage Talk, Saturdays at 8 a.m., Mondays and Tuesdays at 7 p.m., here on KRDO News Radio 105.5 FM, 1240 a.m., and 92.5 FM. We're back with your home mortgage Jedi, Jay Garvin's. This segment is brought to you by Arrow Moving and Storage. Well, thanks for sticking with me. I am Jay, and you're listening to The Jay Garvin Show right here on Cardio News Radio. And today's show is called The Real Estate Void. See, we've got a real estate inventory problem here in Colorado Springs, and quite honestly, we've had one for years in Denver, and they're just now recovering. And we've had one in Colorado for quite a while. And there's other states that are experiencing it to a small degree, Places like Indianapolis, Indiana are starting to really heat up. You've got places like Milwaukee, Wisconsin, or Kansas City, Kansas, that have not yet gone red hot. But you've got, I mean, metropolitan areas like Salt Lake City that are the size of Colorado Springs, but the demand and the limited inventory of Denver. The cost of living is up. And, of course, you know, you can go to New York where there's been a shortage of real estate. For decades, you can go to Boston where you have that issue. You know, the granddaddy of them all is San Bernardino Valley all the way through San Francisco where, I mean, we think our median house prices in Boulder are ridiculous at $600 a square foot or even in Denver that's $400 a square foot or Colorado Springs where Manitou it's 350 350 to $400 a square foot. Woodland Park is $250 a square foot. Builders are now charging $200 a square foot out east in the uh, developments there. But the Broadmoor, the Old North End portions of Rock Rimmon are already at 250 to $300 a square foot. San Francisco, it's $1,600 per square foot. It costs you a million dollars for a $1,500-$1,600 condo, two-bedroom, one-bath with no front or backyard. So supply and demand in the past has created a huge real estate void, and it's doing so again. And just the opposite, in down economic times, there's been situations where, like in 2007, in the summer of 2007 in Colorado Springs, there was over 7,000 homes 
on the market and available. And those numbers started to diminish where in 2008, really like 6,500 was the max. By 2010, we weren't even breaking an inventory of 6,000 anymore. People were just not building. But then from like 2010 to 2015, we at least sat with about 3,000 homes on average, hotter in the summer months, colder in the winter months, on the market. So you had a choice. You had five to 600,000 people in all of El Paso County, Pike Peaks region, and you had 3,000 given homes on any month to choose from. Well, somewhere mysteriously, like in 2015 and then going into 2016 as the administration changed hands and we started to get further away from the Great Recession, mysteriously the number of homes available almost immediately popped from like 3,000 a month down to 2,000 homes a month. And now, I mean, if you keep your seatbelt on, grip yourself, stop what you're doing. Right now, Colorado Springs, if you go into the inventory right now, it will tell you in the Pikes Peak Association of Realtors, MLS, it will tell you that there is supposedly about 850 homes, 845 properties available, but that's a very misleading number because if you take away the builders phases with streets that don't yet have utilities in them for models that are net yet to be delivered you know with architecturals and renderings that you can choose from if you physically look at the number of available structures single family structures there's only 500 homes on the entire market right now on the 8th of February of 2020 so I would love to have a 1,000, forget the 2,000 that were visible over the last four years. I would love to have 3,000 homes available on any given month that we saw from 2010 to 2015. And the days are forever gone from 2006 to 2010 when there was literally five to 6,000 homes on the market on any given month. These are very important things. So I spend that time explaining the background to give you the easiest answer to the most often asked question by you, my radio listeners, my friends. Hey, Jay, are we headed for a real estate bubble? Now, the very direct and non-sarcastic and non-snarky answer to that is no, we're not. Supply and demand will not allow it. That's the very straightforward answer, and let me explain to you why. When the last time we hit a bubble in the housing market from, some will say it started in 2008 and went to 2010, some will say it started in 2006, no will, buddy will say the bubble started to pop before 2006, and it was already done by 2009. So that's your three year. Back then, when the money sources dried up, there was not one times, two times, three times, four times, five times the number of properties. So even if interest rates went up and the builders were able to build all the houses, literally record number of homes, more than 329 residential permits were issued in January of 2020, the highest mark since 2006, again, before the bubble, when there was 348 all of these negative adjustments could come in. Interest rates could go up. There could be a downturn or an official recession, which is an upside-down turn of the economic numbers. We still wouldn't have the physical number of homes to buy in order to 
slow down, let alone reverse the appreciation of homes. But this is what we know as a fact. But we don't live underneath an umbrella or underneath a bucket. I want to lift off that umbrella, lift off the bucket, and explain to you exactly how we got here and where we're going. See, the very first year that I started this show, I talked about demographics and understanding the real estate void. And where did this come from and where are we going? And the most important questions with the big takeaway is what are you going to do with it? How are you going to take advantage of this and just be empowered? I want you to be empowered to make changes for your family because my wife and I thought we were going to build a nest egg over the last eight years plus that I've been on the radio with you, and we didn't build a nest egg at all. We have darn near built an empire, depending on what you define it as. And my goal now in the next two and a half years is to be totally done financially for my wife and I so I can solely help people in the kingdom, period. I've been drawn to get widows and orphans into home ownership, affordable housing, not an affordable apartment, not an affordable motor home or motor home park. All of those are fine. I want to help you Today's widows and widowers, which really is defined by the working single mommy or daddy. I was there for 18 months when I went through transition in my relation, and many of you are there temporarily and some of you permanently, and I want to help you. And that's where I want to help you understand and your loved ones understand, because here's the reality in the remainder of this segment, demographics. I've said it hundreds of times before, and every single thing I've shared with you has been dovetailed off the conversation of demographics. And what do I mean by that? What I mean by supply and demand and generational economies. And again, well, what do I mean by that, Jay? In the last three minutes here, I'm just going to touch on this one thing. We have a supply and demand and a housing-oriented economy. A lot of different companies and profit sources are connected directly to home ownership, of which I'm not going to go into today. In fact, next week, I'm going to talk a little bit about the biggest bang for your buck in home improvements and which ones will get you the most bang for the buck. But right now, there are large generations and small generations, and it's been reverberating back and forth since the 1800s. And I'll start with the greatest generation of all time, the generation that fought World War II and also fought their way through the Great Depression from 29 or 30 to 37. It was kind of a double depression. And then they went off and fought World War II, and the generation behind them was a little bit bigger but proportionately small, the silent generation, born from 1925 to 1945 that my parents were born in, was only 61 million, and the great generation overshadowed them. Well, when the great generation came home from World War II, they created the largest generation that the history of the world had ever seen. And not only the United States, but Germany, Africa, every single country involved in World War II, from Asia all the way down through Europe, the only two unaffected areas was South America and India, all had a boom of babies, all the way from Japan to Canada. And that created 7 to 8 million consumers, an excess of 17 million consumers coming through the system of economic progression. And then my generation, after the baby boomers, who were born from 1946 to 1964, was the Gen Xers. And were the first generation named for the Roman numeral 12 
that is smaller than our predecessor. And that's why I got on the air and called this great recession. There was not enough consumers. And that's what I'm going to talk about after the break. So don't go anywhere because my simple explanation for the great recession that I started to preach in 2009, it doesn't matter what the baby boomers are trying to sell right now. There's not enough Gen Xers to buy it. And that's exactly what happened in real estate from 2009 to 2012. And in 2012, when we hit the bottom, I implored you to buy. Well, now we've got a really great generation coming behind us that's going to make the explosion of the baby boomers seem small. So don't go anywhere. I'm going to go into the details as you continue to listen to The Jay Garvin Show right here on Cardio News Radio. I'm doing all right, getting good grades. The so bright. I've got a weird shade. The Jay Garvin Show Home and Mortgage Talk, Saturdays at 8 a.m., Mondays and Tuesdays at 7 p.m., here on KRDO News Radio 105.5 FM, 1240 a.m., and 92.5 FM. We're back. Now, here's Jay Garvin. Hey, where's the beat? for sticking with me. I am Jay Garvins, and you and I are just having a great conversation, you and I, nobody else, about the real estate void in the Pikes Peak region. Now, you can get a hold of me directly at 719-330-1457. You can go to churchillcolorado.com, click the information on the right-hand side, enter in your information. I would love to sit down with you to help you with your next purchase or refinance transaction. The best thing I'd love to do is teach you how to build wealth through real estate. And I'm not really going to take time to do a housekeeping segment, but there was a great article that UMB economist came in and said, hey, our economy may slow down a little bit in Colorado Springs, El Paso County, and Colorado, but I don't see it going into a recession. But one of the things he did say is, hey, real estate, you know, you can buy short-term bonds or Stocks from very large, conservative, safe companies like Coca-Cola or Procter & Gamble, stuff like that. I don't even consider Amazon or Google safe because they're not dividend-generating, dividend-issuing companies. But they said real estate, invest in real estate. And that's what I'm talking about today, the real estate void, the real estate inventory void. Where did this shortage of houses come from and where are we going? And I started in the second segment, rather, to share with you that it's demographics. Look back and think of small generation, big generation, small generation, big generation. And all you have to do is close your mind's eye. Not on the road, well, keep your eyes on the road, but clear your head and think, was the economy overall strong or weak from approximately 1986 to 2006? And I would argue that it would. History will tell you that that is one of the largest, if not the largest, expansion ever in the United States to be paralleled in Europe, to be paralleled in China, to be paralleled in Japan because of the boom of the babies. And if you simply look at when the baby boomers were born from 1946 to 1986 and have a delay of 40 years when the typical human being, couple, professional, and generation comes into productivity, the first baby boomer turned 40 years old in 1986. And it didn't care what Ronald Reagan was doing or even if Jimmy Carter or 
Bill Clinton, you had 78 million baby boomers that were starting to get momentum in their careers. They needed gas in their cars. They needed diapers for their kids. They sure didn't want some fancy apartment or a tiny home or a sky rise in Denver. They wanted a house for a kid because screaming babies suck when they're like three inches away from your head. And as you get more children, you need more space, and there's no one generation that is so unique that they're going to stray away from that. And that's what we saw with the baby boomers. You had all of these expansive bills everywhere on the West Coast, the East Coast. First, it was for the baby boomers being born. And Bill O'Reilly talks about this and where he grew up on the East Coast. All the way, if you look at picture, track homes in the 1950s in California, you'll see nine milk trucks going down 15 different lanes with a 1,000 homes in one development because all of the war vets coming home had to find a place to put all of their babies for the baby boom. Well, what happened is there was 18 million extra baby boomers than there were silent generation citizens older than them. My parents, born from 1925 to 45, so anything the baby boomers touched boomed. And all marketing and all focus was put upon them, whether it was starter homes, two-story homes, whether it was full-size vans, then minivans, then SUVs, then mini SUVs. Now they're catering to the baby boomers with all-wheel drive sedans that are so darn popular. The next thing you see popping up is long-term care and nursing homes. Now then you have a small generation after the baby boomers, but it wasn't a normally small generation. My generation, the Gen Xers, is exceptionally small. Like baby boomers are 78 million. Maybe we should have been like 60, maybe 58 to 65 million, but we're only 45 million strong. And a whole separate radio show is for that is because during contraception and Wade versus Roe, there was just millions of babies that were never born. And when you come to our most productive earning years, if you go 1965, which is the first year of the Gen Xers, to 1980, when the first one of us turned 40 was 2005. Isn't that interesting? By 2006, you couldn't give anything away. Subprime had to finance any home and you started to see the crack in the economy or the bubble form. It didn't matter whether it was Bush or Obama. The, the timing was the timing. But President Ronald Reagan sure threw some gas on the fire with some great economic decisions in the 80s. And don't these smell like interesting times? Don't we have another president that's starting to do some economic things to wake up the potential of the United States? And I'm telling you, how can you personally take advantage of this real estate void? Because you can. Because here's the best news of all. If you think there's a void of real estate now, if you think real estate is hot now, this has just been the hors d'oeuvre. We're just gaining steam. I've only got like 25,000 radio listeners here, a couple thousand extra podcasters, and there's only about 2,000 of you, the listeners that are tribal. And things are not even going to start until the millennials get in. Because now that we've had the big generation of the baby boomers that are starting to retire at a very quick pace, and you've got the Gen Xers, my generation, that is underperforming because there's simply not enough of us to fill the voids, 
And here comes to the rescue the largest generation in the history of the world, the only one to exceed the baby boomers, and that's the millennial. You think 78 million was a big generation? You think 18 million extra consumers was a big gap? Well, the millennials are 87 million strong and over 40 million extra consumers. I have 45 million in my generation. They have 87. Conservatively, that's 40 million extra consumers. And this is the one thing that's laughable. This is before we let in droves of immigrants. I mean, the poor millennial generation is closer to 100 million than it is 90 million. And that generation, if you know anybody under the age of 40, they're just inviting more competition. And guess what? A lot of the immigrants are really hard workers. And not 100% of any generation in the United States is. We, we seem to get watered down every generation distant we get from wealth or hard work. So my point is, is this. The biggest chunk right here is, in fact, if you've purchased a home. These are the biggest takeaways. If you've purchased a home, for the love of God, in the next two to five years at least, you do not want to immediately have a knee-jerk reaction and sell that house. If you don't have to sell a house, don't. Keep it. As a matter of fact, instead of selling a house and then moving up or moving down, I'd recommend you keep your house. And if you're going to move up, move down, move sideways, move second home investment property, keep every house. Because if you think homes are valuable now, they're going to be exceptionally more valuable in 2023. And let me explain why. It's only actuary numbers. It's a bell curve of generations. The millennials have 87 million consumers. We know that. There may be as much as 95 to 100 million with immigrants that have come in both legally, illegally, undocumented, anything. Let's just say 87 million. With that 87 million millennials, the oldest one born in 1980 is now just this year turning 40 years old. And if you look at all of the millennials born from 1980 to 2000, with 87 million in a bell curve on a chart in front of you, the biggest year in that entire generation of births is 1991, smack in the middle. 4.7 million babies born in 1991. The largest birth year since 1954, which was the largest baby boomer. And all of these charts go across insurance actuary numbers that say if you know exactly when the largest generation is, which is the millennials, and you know exactly where the largest birth year is in the middle of that generation, which is 1991, and you now go and Google when is the median age to buy a, your first home now in the United States, and it'll tell you it's 32 years old. Some say as high as 33. We'll go conservative with 32 years old. And if you take 1991 plus 32, you get 2023. There you had it. And there you now know it. And there I've given it to you for free. I am now telling you three full years in advance, the number one hottest real estate year in the Pikes Peak region won't even begin till 2023. Because why? There's going to be more buyers than we know what to do with. And there's no way in the world that you can work anything through regional building fast enough to supply homes for them when we only have 500 now and we'll maybe hit 1,300 the most in the summer. And this is what I'm going to tell you. So what you want to do is in a big boom, you want to keep your homes. Please get ready for a very, very large economic and housing boom that's going to come. Between 2022 and 2031, is going to be the longest stretch of economic explosion in the United States that we've ever seen. 
And I'm telling you, we have history that's being made right now, because when the president gets a second term, which I predict he will, then we're going to see huge economic decisions implemented that's going to affect those who want to go out and build wealth, security, and retirement for their family. And I'm so fired up, I won't even sleep for two nights now. Because we have a president that's going to, I believe, bring tax cut 2.0 and bring the biggest middle tax cut we've ever seen. We have enterprise zones. We have minorities being lifted up. We have trade deals that are going to be insanely strong with, I mean, this trade deal that is getting into place with USMCA, with the United States, Mexico, and Canada, is really starting to build momentum. We lost thousands of factories over the last 30 years. We've already got like 127 factories left, and it's going to go to the thousands of German and Japanese automakers coming in. And then on top of that, when we get this direct trade deal with Britain, where they are treated like another state, but they're international, now that they're out of the uh, bureaucratic euro, all of these small measures are just business measures, and you have a chance to be prepared. But woe is to the one that sleeps and rests. My wife and I've got almost a million and a half dollars of mortgage debt, and I will keep you posted. I have a two-and-a-half-year goal by May 16th of 2022 to pay it all off, and that's when I really start to get momentum for the kingdom. That's really when my wife and I take this model here and start to give affordable and free houses to the widows and the single working parents, young couples, stuff like that. That's the big final goal here is get ready for a big boom in housing. Get ready for a big boom in the economy. And most of all, you have to get yourself ready because the last way that the inventory has been slowed down or decreased in Colorado Springs is number one, I told you this whole show has been focused on the supply and demand. There's more people coming to the market and less inventory. But number two is the fact that I am telling you, intelligent people know this stuff. It used to be one out of every eight homes was purchased by a non-occupying person. Now it's one in three homes because my wife and I bought nine. And I'll buy 20 if I can because you see that investing people know where the market's going. But also the third major factor is I'm telling you right now, take part in this and don't sell your house. See, your real estate agent is going to tell you to sell your house immediately because they're incentivized to help you make poor financial decisions so they can make a commission. Same thing with the mortgage guy that says, oh, refinance, even though there's no gain. You have to find really dependable, trustworthy people. And I'm not the only one. I might be one of the louder or the more funny ones, but there's a lot of dependable folks like us out there. And I want you to call me during the break and set up a consultation with me on how you can understand and have your family benefit from this real estate void. So call me at 719-330-1457 or go to churchillcolorado.com. Please listen to the commercial and sign up for the Wealth Builders Conference this next weekend, the 14th, 15th, and 16th of February with Billy Eberhardt, Karen Conrad. Got some great business and wealth building strategies aligned with spiritual principles. You go to wealthbuilders.org to sign up. You're listening to The Jay Garvin Show back after these final messages. Every heart of a hundred souls, you could be the fire to kill the cold. I'll break you. 
The Jay Garvin Show Home and Mortgage Talk, Saturdays at 8 a.m., Mondays and Tuesdays at 7 p.m., here on KRDO News Radio 105.5 FM, 1240 a.m., and 92.5 FM. We're back with your home mortgage best friend, Jay Garvin's. We want to pop you out. This is power. For sticking with me, I am Jay Garvins. You're tuning in to the power segment of my show or the podcast portion right here in the studios. Cardio, you, me, and Matt for the last nine minutes, my consolidated power segment podcast. You can get a hold of me directly, Jay Garvins at 719-330-1457, or you can simply go to churchillcolorado.com. You also can get a copy of the expanded podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or jgarvins.com. And today, we are summarizing the conversation of the real estate void right here in the Pikes Peak region, but it applies just as much to Colorado as it does around the country, from San Francisco to Boston, all the way to Salt Lake City, and definitely Denver and Colorado Springs. But I want to tell you how... Did this happen? Where did we come from and where are we going with this limited housing? And right now, if you look at any of these statistics are the same. If you look at Salt Lake City, if you look at Minneapolis, if you look at Austin, if you look at uh, Boston, if you look at San Francisco, they're all the same. Colorado Springs and El Paso County had as many as 7,000 homes on the market on any given month from 2006 to 2010. The record was in October of 2007 with 7,000 homes on the market. Today, fast forward, we went through a decrease dramatically from 2010 to 2015. We fell to just around 3,000 homes on the market on any given month. And now from 2015 to 2020, it has dropped from 2,000 to 1,500 and now teetering around 1,000 homes available every month, closer to 1,000 during the winter months. And I don't know how much more they're going to go back up in the summer months because right now it will tell you in El Paso County that there's 848 homes on the market, but there is only 500 homes that are single-family available. The rest are builders that have plans and a plot but can't be delivered for the next 6 to 18 months. So it's a false number. And now if you look at the number of real estate agents, if I'm a real estate agent right now, I am freaking out because there's almost 4,000 real estate agents in Colorado Springs. The number changes all the time, 3,700. This is crazy, my friends. If you take the 2,700 agents, don't want to do this, Matt, but I'm going to do it. Make the flush symbol. The top 1,000 real estate agents in Pikes Peak region, and this can be mirrored in Denver and everywhere else, Indianapolis, Salt Lake City. Only a top 1,000 agents basically do a transaction a month or 12 a year. You have to get all the way up to the top 200 agents in Colorado Springs if you even have an average of three transactions a month or 36 a year. And understand none of this is talking about the absolute invasion that real estate companies are experiencing from the iBuyers. All of the Zillows and the home bays and the list goes on and on and on and on. But I don't want to focus on that. What I want to focus on is just a short minute. If you just take a thousand agents, the top thousand agents, we've only got 500 listings right now. 
So if you have two sides for every transaction, one is a seller, one is a buyer, which is very gracious because you know all 500 of those properties on the market are not going to have a two-sided deal, and many of them will happen to the buyer sources not even affecting the Pikes Peak Association of Realtors. But let's give chance to the scenario that there is. That means there's only one transaction for the top 1,000 agents in the whole city. One. Two, if you control both sides, if you're really lucky. So that shortage is very, very critical. And how we got here, my friends, is demographics. You can listen to the entire podcast, but it's so important for you to understand that in 2011 or 2010, there was 100 homes available and we had less than 10 buyers. Prices were really low because demand was really down and inventory was really up. And now it's just the opposite. We have 100 buyers. We only have 10 homes available. And they're skyrocketing in price and they're going off the market in three days. But I came on the air in 2012, January 28th, and said, buy now because the millennials, a big generation, are coming. And once they start to get 40, the game's going to get interesting. Well, guess what? Millennials, the first one born in 1981, this year in 2021, they're now starting to turn 40. And all of us are surprised that there's more consumers than homes available. And if you're a listener here and if you're a subscriber to my podcast and to my radio show, you and I know we are in the sweet spot. I had zero homes when I started this show in 2012, and now I have nine. And now I'm turning my latest three properties with Balden, Eric, and Pike Street. I'm turning one of them into eight homes, four homes, and five homes respectively. You're welcome to help solve the inventory. And you can learn how to do this too. You can learn how to keep your real estate and build more because this game has not even started yet. You can actually turn a house and I can teach you how to turn it into a residual investment revenue building, either on a long-term renter or a short-term rental. But now I can teach you how to buy a piece of land that has one residence and turn it into three or five or more. And that's all in one conversation with one person. So the fact that we have a real estate void is not a challenge for me. I am so fired up because I've got people that are bringing 10 to 12 infill homes to market, and you want to skate to where the puck is going to be, and where the puck is going to be in the housing market is a very high demand for sellers because buyers are overwhelming us. So you can give me a call at 719-330-1457, and you and I can sit down. The bottom line is this. Real estate's going to get more valuable, not less. There's no such thing as a bubble. Inventory will deny that. Number two, a housing boom is coming, a real estate boom is coming, and you just need guidance. So call me at 719-330-1457, and I will help you out. And as I state at the end of every show, please go grow and prosper. Tell someone close to you that you love them, because that's what matters in the end. Not the houses, not the inventories, just your loved ones. And if you've not found your passion, calling, and purpose in life, pray to God that he deliver it to you, because that's what I found in you, the radio listeners, the podcast listeners, my clients. Someone I would serve day in and day out just to give you the knowledge that I have and reciprocate with the tremendous stories and families and the adventures you have. Tune in next week to the Jay Garvin Show and Podcast or reach out to me personally, 719-330-1457. still don't know what I was waiting for And my time was running wild in the indebted streets and 
The proceeding was a paid program on KRDO News Radio. KRDO News Radio does not confirm nor deny the validity or accuracy of the information contained in this program. And the views expressed do not necessarily represent the views or opinions of the staff and management of KRDO News Radio. Oh,